Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode four, how to price your short-term rental Airbnb. So last time we talked about what our worth it number was. We talked about before that is our property short-term rental potential. Do we have it? Where in the world are we going to start this? So now we've done our research. We've decided we're going to do it. And now we have to know, all right, we have our base price, what we need. Now, how are we going to price it online? Now, we'll go into later on uh, Airbnb and VRBO, those platforms, uh, direct booking. And in this market these days, uh, I would advise going ahead and putting your property on Airbnb and on VRBO. As we go through time, we'll talk about those different things. The reason being, you want the most exposure that you can get for your property. And what I have found is that there are different people on both platforms. Those that have been renting vacation homes for many, many years (laughs) generally are going to be on VRBO. They know the platform, they've been using it for years, that's their go-to. A lot of younger families, younger travelers, millennials as they call them, is they're, they're gonna use Airbnb. That's what's in their face, that's what's advertising, that's marketing is what's drawing them in, all these different things. So you want the most exposure. And I'll tell you what, when I was getting started, I'm researching, I get on all these forums on Facebook and I'm reading, 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 and I'm getting scared out of my mind that I have made the wrong choice. I hear these horror stories and I hear horror stories mainly from people that had their place on Airbnb. So before I listed, as I was getting ready and doing all these things, I said, I am not listing my property on Airbnb. There is no way in the world I'm going to deal with all the stuff these people have been dealing with. (laughs) I'm only listing on VRBO. That's just it. The truth is you can read all those forums. You can get advice and advice is always good. Reading lots of people's experiences is good because I have learned a ton and know what to expect and can be prepared for that. However, you will have your own unique experience. If you've got everything in place and you've done your research, done your homework, you're going to have your own unique experience. And if I did not list on Airbnb, I would have missed out on 80% of my bookings. Did you hear that? 80% of my bookings. So, (laughs) Don't be scared off by other people's stories. A lot of times those forums, although they are wonderful, you can get advice, you can get quick help on all those forums online, but a lot of times when people are complaining, they know they can complain in those areas because 
we're all doing the same thing and you can relate. So that's the place that they can come and complain. So you're going to see more complaints than you are going to see positive experiences Uh, because the positive ones just keep us going and we're doing our own thing and you know we don't need to vent and get on those forums so that is what I discovered is you will see more complaining or horror stories (laughs) in those forums than you probably will experience so I would suggest listing your property on all the forums that all the Uh, OTAs, the platforms that you can, that you feel comfortable with. I myself, I do direct booking through Huffy, which is H-O-U-F-Y. It's a direct booking website when you feel comfortable. And you might not feel comfortable doing that right off the bat. And I really suggest maybe starting with a platform. I list on VRBO and Airbnb. Those are my three platforms. Now I have, I am on TripAdvisor because you can do that through VRBO. I've just gotten a few inquiries, nothing panned out. I have looked at booking.com. It's a little confusing to me. Uh, If I can't catch on pretty quick, eh, if there's too much of a learning curve, I do what I know. Those types of things, some of those you have a whole lot less control. So you want to be, it's your business you want to be in control as much as possible of your business. So if you want to start small, you start small. If you just want to start with one platform, then that's what you need to do. Your experience is going to be different than everyone else's. No one's going to have the same. So look at it from that perspective. (laughs) Today we're talking about pricing. So we have done our research in the area. We have found comps in the area. So you have narrowed down a place within a 25, 30 mile radius that is similar to yours as much as possible with square footage, room size, how many people you sleep and amenities. And you wanna take that price and that's kind of where you're gonna start. Then you're gonna look at your worth it price. So we're just going to do an arbitrary number. So in the beginning, my worth it price was $2,500 a month. Okay, let's plunk these numbers in. It was $2,500 a month was my worth it price. And I really anticipated only being occupied for 15 days. Half of the month was my goal. My goal was if I could get to 15 days of occupancy, within the first year and $2,500 that was my worth it price so if I divide 2,500 by 15 I get a price of it's $166 and some change so that is my working number for my nightly rate that I'm going to work off of So in my mind, if I'm going to work up to 15 days of occupancy and my worth it number is $2,500 per month, I need to start at least at $166 a night. Now, does that number, where does that fall in my comps? Where does that fall in the other homes that I'm looking at, that I'm researching and comparing with? Is it higher? Is it lower? Is it kind of right on target? Well, my number was a little kind of in between. 
I could go a little higher. Now, you also have to figure in your fees. If you're joining Airbnb, you're going to be charged a host fee on all of your charges, including your cleaning fee of 3%. So let's take that number. We're going to charge, take 3% off of that. And what are you down to? Uh, we're not going to work that out, but that's what we're looking at. So, all right, our number's got to be a little bit higher if we're going to stick at that 166 number. We have to figure in our fee of 3% for Airbnb. Now, if you're on VRBO, you're going to be charged 8%. And in some cases, it could be a little more. You will have to look at that when you sign up. So now you have to figure out your 166 price. You're gonna have to take 8% off of that. What does that leave you with? Okay, so you're gonna to have to move your number, adjust your number to get back to your base price, okay? So for me, my base price ended up being around 179 per night. So that was gonna be my goal. My base price across the board, I can go up, I can go down, but my base price was $179 per night. And then uh, I have a cleaning fee, and we'll, we'll talk about cleaning fees at another date, but we're just talking about how to price it here. Now, you get super excited when you sign up on these platforms. Now, it does take a little time. This is not a five-minute deal. When you sign up and you get your property on there and all your pictures and all those things, that's a whole process. But we're just going to talk about a little bit, this little section of that. Now your calendar. So you have, my price was $179. And I decided, okay, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm just going to, I'm going to open up my calendar. And we're, we're starting in May. We're going to open up our calendar for May. And May, I'm just going to, I'm just going to open it up for like 12 months. I'm just going to open it up and just, you know, who knows, people book in advance and People might come here for a snowbird and I'm just going to open my calendar up. That was a big mistake. <laughs> when you're first starting out, don't open your calendar for a whole year until you really get the swing of what you're doing and how you want to vary your pricing because your pricing will change per season, events, lots of different things. For those of you who don't want to invest time in figuring that out, there's lots of apps that will do it for you. One is called Price Labs. There's several out there, but that's the one I can think of at the moment because I did do their free trial and it was very interesting uh, to do that. My thing is I am a one-man band at this point. I have one property and I am pretty thrifty so if i don't have to pay for it i'm not going to <laughs> until i need to and at this point i didn't think that i needed to i was doing a pretty good job of it but when i can i love to learn and get that research so price labs was pretty interesting to do that free trial and all the different uh, research tools that they have in the area uh, and what's coming up and both VRBO and Airbnb are getting much better on their own figuring those things out. VRBO has a really good tool for pricing out into the future a few months ahead. They're, they're starting to do that with what's happened in your area previously, which is really a good tool. 
think about events going on, seasons. We are such a popular area with the beaches. We have these concerts. We have yearly events that happen the same time every year. Those have become popular dates where you're definitely going to want to increase your price, but we're not going to worry about that when we first get started. We're going to have our base price. Mine is $179 a night. I am going to open my calendar just a few months out until I can really see what's happening. Are you getting bookings? Are you getting inquiries? Are people looking at your property? Because I'll tell you what happened to me. <laughs> I made a fantastic newbie mistake. I was so excited. I opened my calendar from May until the next May, a whole year, because everybody's going to want a book, and I know what I'm doing. And I got our very first booking, which was for in the summer, which was exciting. And so I opened my calendar in April. I opened my calendar like the middle of April of 2021. Got a booking for June, I believe it was. So excited, very excited. Then my very next booking was for 2022 for an entire week in March. Now, when I first opened my calendar, I thought, oh, I'll just reduce my price a little bit to get those first few bookings. So I do believe my price was one, oh, I might say it was 157. And I got a booking for the next March for six days, no, seven days. And I had also checked the boxes for giving a discount for a week. I had not done my research on that. So I had a 5% discount if you stay six, six days or longer, you get a 5% discount. So no, okay, maybe I'm wrong there. So I think my price was at 179, but then they got the discount, which brings with the discount and whatever I was doing, it brought their price, let's say down to 157 per night for six nights. That sounds fabulous, doesn't it? However, I had just opened my calendar. I really didn't know what I was doing. And this booking is for the following year. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's happened to my prices since then? Oh yeah, they've gone up. But I have to honor that booking. It was my second booking of all time. Of course they snapped that up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Family vacation, big house with a pool for $157 a night. Woohoo! They got a deal. I'm very excited about them coming. We're in December. They're coming in March. I'm very excited about it. But that's what I want you to know is there is a learning curve. So don't open your calendar for a year. <laughs> Just open it a few months till you get your bearings. Now, some places will tell you to offer a discount, a new listing discount where you give them a certain percentage and it gets higher up in the search engine. And everything I read suggested not to do that for various reasons. And you can read about that. So I chose not to do that discount. It didn't hurt me at all because I still got the booking. So I chose not to click on 
the new listing discount on Airbnb. Because uh, what they do, it's going to make you slightly, of course, less. In some instances, it could average up to, depending on how many nights people stay, you know, it could be quite a quite a bit of money. And if you're offering a solid place with really great amenities, there isn't a need for you to do that unless you just really want to because you're super excited and you want those bookings. I think there isn't a need unless you're in an area that might not be real touristy and you're wanting to draw attention to your area. Over time, you know, that's your prices are going to increase. Now, if you're getting scared to death and you don't quite know what to do, you can hire a professional. You know, there's different choices here if you're going to manage the property yourself, which I suggest doing unless you live remotely. If you if you don't live anywhere near your property, it probably is very difficult to manage it from a distance. If you live within a you know close driving distance to manage your property, I would suggest doing that. You know, I've been in real estate for years and years. I'm comfortable with that. You might not be comfortable with that. But if you want to get started, I you could hire a professional. You could hire a professional property manager uh, from a real estate company. Maybe you're just needing to get going. Maybe you don't want to hand over the property, but you want their uh, advice, their opinion, their expertise on pricing and getting started. So maybe you could just hire them as a consultant. That's definitely doable where you're in control, but you're hiring them as a consultant. I think that's a fabulous idea. If you really aren't sure how to get started and the pricing and all the different things, a professional really is going to give you some insights of things you had not thought of before. So pricing your short-term rental, your Airbnb, your VRBO, those are some things you got to think about. We have to think about our fees that are charged by the platform. You have to work that into your base number. Uh, you have to think about uh, those different costs. And so for me, my number was 179. 179 worked for me for a period of time until I really got the hang of things. And I started understanding uh, supply and demand. You're going to have supply and demand in your area. And you need to know what's going on. We'll talk about that in another episode on what's going on and how your pricing can be dynamic, meaning it doesn't stay the same every single day of the year. Your pricing can be dynamic. When are you going to offer discounts? I do offer a discount generally if you're going to stay with me for six nights or more. The discount kicks in at six I think it's six nights on the platform. They have already a thing that you can check off and you can put in your percentage of discount that you want to give. You're in control of that. It's not an arbitrary number. My thought is if you're gonna hang out and stay here for a week, we want you here. We we can work with you on that price, especially you know, if we're in a high season. That's up to you. But I've done that, and I think for some families that are on a budget, that are coming here for different reasons, that was uh, why they chose us over another because they felt like they were getting a deal. So those are also things you want to consider in advance with your pricing. Uh, again, we're going to look at our competition, our comps in the area, and see what's going on. 
So just remember, let's not open our calendar for a whole year. Let's just do it maybe a few months in advance. Let's not make the mistake that I made early on, although I'm going to love these guests and take care of them just like I take care of everyone else. I am so thankful for them for choosing us for their family vacation. We're going to consider not doing the newbie discount on the platforms. We're going to do our own discounting if we choose to. Uh, We're going to think about what we have to offer. If we're offering an amazing place, people are going to come. There's no reason to discount because you might get guests that are less than you might want if you're going to deep discount your place. You also have to think about that. And we want to move along with our pricing. Then we want to start looking at things in our area and how can we change our pricing is our weekend going to be more than our weekday I've heard of some places that charge more during the week than they do on the weekend because it just works out for them we're kind of we do have a lot of three night stays and that's another thing is you want to consider your nightly minimum Uh, some places you can just stay for one night they're happy with that I can't do that. I have this big old house that's got to be cleaned after every (laughs) guest. So again, for our worth it, you have to stay here for three nights. That's our minimum is three nights. And sometimes we'd love it to be more, but we do have a lot of long weekenders. Then we have those week stays. So what's ended up for us is we might have some time in between guests and sometimes we're back to back where we've got people during the week and then people coming in on the weekend. Those are just trends you're gonna keep track of and watch, so that's gonna help you with your pricing. And then maybe you wanna price uh, maybe Monday and Tuesday a little less, because maybe you have those weekenders and hey, Monday's not booked. If you guys wanna go ahead and stay Sunday night, you can get it at this rate. And so you can add to your income that way. Now we do a pool service on Tuesdays. So at our place, you can't swim in the pool on Tuesdays. (laughs) For some people, that's no big deal. If they're out and about, you know, a lot of people, this is a place to sleep. And some people, they hang here 24 seven. So we kind of discount Tuesdays a little bit because you can't swim. And that's, you know, a big amenity that we offer. So there's different ways and reasons why you would change your daily price. So we'll keep all that in mind. So today we've talked about how you're going to price your short-term rental. We have our base price that we found by working our numbers from our monthly goal and how many days we believe or we want to be booked. For me, that I was searching for just part-time. If we could just fill it half the month, that'd be fabulous. That's how I arrived at my base price that I can go up from and maybe slightly less if I need to, but we need that base price to work from. There's lots of variables in there. We wanna consider our platform fees, things we might have to be paying for that come off of that nightly price and how we need to adjust. We don't wanna open our calendar too far in advance until we really got the hang of it and know what we're doing. We wanna keep in mind what our comps, what our competition is doing and we want to consider the amenities that we have is that going to increase our price as well again my last tip is if 
you're really baffled and you don't know where to start, hire a professional. And I would, I would hire a professional on a consultation basis first before you decide to hand over your property to a management company. They might give you just enough confidence to know that you can do this on your own. If you live out of the area and there's no way in the world that you can manage this property, I would interview people. Uh, there are a lot of companies that strictly do short-term rental. Uh, I have stayed in places that were mm, not really kept up well uh, through those rental companies. So you, and I really think that's who's managing it, you know, directly. I'm not necessarily think it's the company. I think it's the actual person managing those properties. So you definitely want to interview. You definitely want to know about other properties they manage and get feedback from those owners if you can. This is your investment. Uh, this is money, money coming in or money being wasted. So all those things need to be taken into consideration. I hope that helped you a little bit as we take this journey. You're taking it right along with me in what we did in starting our short-term rental. And we're going to take it step by step. And pretty soon I'm going to share with you our experience with our very first guest and how that went. But next up is I think we're going to talk about furnishing and, and amenities and how we want to do for our guests. So stay tuned for our next episode. And until then, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.